So when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu started his preaching, then he gave many gifts to the devotees. When he returned from South India, he brought uh, Brahma Samhita and Krishna Kannamrit along with him. And then he told everyone that you make a necklace of their teachings present in these books. How Brahma has prayed to Bhagavan. These prayers are even more beautiful than the Vedic Stutis. The Rajadevis, the Rajvasis. In every verse, Brahma has prayed to Govinda while related to the Rajavasis. How he is addressed him always as Govinda. Means, Govinda means he who nourishes the Gopas, Gopis, gives Ananda to Gokul, the cows, cows, Gopas, Gopis, he makes them all happy. And by this Vrajaras, he makes everyone happy. In this way, Govinda has prayed in such a way. You see, he has prayed. And he has said that Govinda cannot be attained by any means other than Ananda Chinmayaras. And this Ananda Chinmayaras is not present in Vaikuntha or even in Ayodhya. And I have that there is Karun Ras, Ras of compassion. That's the Sakya present half. Two and a half Rasas are present there. And I have there. So Krishna, Gulabhihari, Shigavinda is always present in Braj, where this abode is permeated with Anandachinmayaras. So Mahaprabhu, he wouldn't tell all the bhaktas about all these verses in Govinda. Brahma Samhita and Krishna Karnamrit. So, Mahaprabhu, he has spoken these eight verses, Shikshashtakam. And just by reciting these verses, one will become connected to Sri Bhagavan. First, but the very first verse culminates in Param Vijayate Sri Krishna Sankirtanam. With these lines, with these words. If you don't glorify the holy name, if you don't say Jai, then how are we possibly glorifying the holy name? And the holy name is actually always victorious. Is there any need to say jai? Means you're winning over your anarthas. Not you're not saying jai for the holy name. The holy name is already victorious. Rather you're saying oh, victory should be over my anarthas, over this material world. In this way, the super excellent glories of the holy name will, will be radiantly manifest. Mahabharata himself said that Nam Nakari Bhavadanaj Sarvatis Tatar Pitani Vitasmarani Nakala Etadrishi Bhagavan Mahapi Durjani Nanuraga. He said that although you have manifested yourself in so many names, then how will this Param Vijayati Nam Sankitam take place? See, Nam and Nami, they have, uh, where are they present? <coughs> You see, this Priya Bhakta, because he's taken shelter of the holy name, he has captured the Nami also within his heart. Means possessor of the holy name. And he's always surrendered towards him. Everything he does is for him. And so, if one takes shelter of such 
if one doesn't accept such as bhaktas who have one point taken shelter of the holy name, then how can the holy name possibly touch you? How can you possibly say? How can you possibly be victorious over Janatas? The holy name can do everything. There's one person, what would he do? He would use his bulls to press mustard seeds and produce oil. In the evening he would return because there would be, uh, these bulls would be used to um, rotate this uh, machine which would be used to press mustard seeds. So when he'd return in the evening, then when he'd be sleeping, he'd be chanting Ram Ram because he wouldn't have time during the entire day. And then Hanuman, he was there. Hanuman said, you don't have time. Anuman would say, oh, you don't have time to chant Ram Nam during the day or night. And now you're chanting Ram Nam when you're, when you're passing stool in the open field. You have only time to chant Ram Nam. No. So Hanuman kicked him. When Hanuman kicked him, nothing happened to this person. This person, he was still happily passing and chanting Ram Ram. Then Hanuman again kicked him. This time Hanuman lost all his strength. He tried lifting his leg, but he couldn't lift his leg also to kick him. It only kicked him once, and the second time he couldn't even lift his leg. And then, uh, slowly he, he was thinking, who is this person? All day and night he's working, running behind these bulls to press these master seeds. And now he's passing. At least he should have a nice bath. And in a pure way, he should chant Sitaram Radhisham. How can he chant uh, Sitaram such an impure way? This is Hanuman, he returned because it was the rule of Hanuman that anyone chants Ram Nam, Sitaram, there was a Sit, Kirtan takes place, Hanuman, he comes there. Wherever Ram Nam is being sung, he is there, Hanuman. Tulsidas also met Hanuman. Hanuman is the first to arrive and last to leave. In that place where Ram Katha is spoken, where Ram Kirtan is done. So then Hanuman, he went to see Ram, and Ram wasn't in the palace, and then he was in his room, see in Kanak Bhavan. See, this Kanak, this Kanak Bhavan had been given by Mother K.K. Then Ram, he was, he was saying, he was in so much pain, no one could do anything to relieve him of this pain. Then Hanuman, he came, and he said, what happened? I have never heard that Prabhu, he fought with Ravan, but I have never seen him shouting out in pain like this way. What has happened to him? So then, uh, Anuman, he went and he asked Prabhu, what happened? Why are you in so much pain? What happened? And he said, you have given me this pain. Just see how you kicked me on my back. You see the imprint of your foot is present on my back. I'm lucky, I'm lucky that my bones haven't been broken. Because you're very strong, you have so much strength. With one kick, you could have, with one kick, you've broken my back. And with another kick, you would have like made me leave my body. Therefore, the second kick was stopped by me. I'm not saying how I kicked you. How can I possibly use my feet on Prabhu? Although I'm like a monkey and I may say something, but still I carry him on my shoulders, how can I possibly kick him? 
within within my mind how can I possibly keep him? And Prabhu doesn't speak lie, he doesn't speak a lie, he doesn't speak lies. And he's also showing me the imprint of my feet, of my foot on his back. So Arman was very astonished, thinking, what have I done? When have I done this? Then he said, Prabhu, Master, forgive me, I'm just like an animal. When did I kick you? Then he said, when the person was chanting Ram Nam, why did you kick him? You see, Ram Nam and me myself, we are non-different. Wherever a person is chanting my name, in a solitary place, and wherever he is chanting, let him chant, why you are so disturbed? Because even when a person is dying, he is passing stool urine. Will he not, should he not chant Ram Nam then? And when they carry him to this uh, cremation place, even then they say Ram Nam Satya. And when he is dying, when he is dead already, when they are carrying his corpse, they say Ram Nam Satya. So why not chant Ram Nam when he is alive? Rather than chanting, having others chant Ram Nam after he has died. So you should chant Ram Nam at all times. So who are they chanting Ram Nam for? For the living person or for the dead one? So he was alive chanting Ram Nam, so why did you want to kill him? Kick him and kill him? Who can possibly survive your kick? And you see, he's already chanting Ram Nam, he's already pure. What is the difference between name and me? And then Ram, he started speaking one story from the Puranas. He said, come sit here. Then Hanuman was already shaking in fear. And he came and sat near Ram. And Ram said, there was one king, Bojraj. <laughs> Bojraj had a son. And the son, he... Uh, he asked, the, the king asked the minister, Oh no, I have a son. Then the minister, then the king asked the minister, How happy are you? Then the minister said, I'm so happy that, the hap- I'm so happy that I feel that I'm passing stool now. Because happiness one feels after having passed stool cannot be estimated. So then the, the king became very upset. What is he saying? He's saying, I have a son. My son is born and he's saying that he's so happy that he seems as if he has passed stool. So the king said, punish him. He's saying that my son has taken birth and he's saying that he's so happy it seems he has passed stool. Then, then he said, the king, minister saw the king has become red-faced, become very angry. And the king, well, he wouldn't even look at him. So one day, the minister, he said, oh king, if we cross the river, then let's go. We'll go see a Rishi Maharshi. He'll take his blessings for his son. And then let's see what is written in his birth. Let's see his... He won't leave his ashram. We'll have to see him. And then he'll show you the astrological chart for his son. And immediately after Gromta, we'll have to see him. As soon as you wake up. So it's all right. And you see, he's a minister. So the king, although he was upset with him, he could not make him leave. So he became happy. All right, I'll have my son blessed him. I'll have my son blessed by this Maharshi. So then he said, all right, let's go. Then they they got onto this boat to cross the river. And he told the boatman, the minister told the boatman, that you keep rowing the boat until I tell you to stop. 
don't cross the river. Just keep going around in circles in the river. And don't do anything until I say something. Sometimes the boatman, he'd go here, he'd go there, he'd go there. He wouldn't go to either side of the bank, either side of the river. And the king had to pass stool now, because it was early morning. He had to, before, during the time of Brahma Murta. So the king was thinking, how can I go now, pass? The boatman is not even going to the other side. So he's like, then he, then he told the minister, take the boat to the other side. I have to relieve myself now. They said, oh, man, oh king, just a little more time. You see, uh, this river has very nice wind. Very pure wind is blowing over the river. So by breathing this air, you live a long life. Therefore, we have to wander on this river in the early morning. So now you have come, so breathe this air as much as you can. And after some time, we'll cross the river. Then he said, go now immediately. I cannot stay still. Take him, take me to the other side. Then again he was going around in circles. Then the king, anyhow, he became almost crazy now. Seeing, how can I go? Relieve myself. What should I do? Then anyhow, the minister took him to the other side. Then the king immediately jumped out of the boat. He went to an empty spot. And then he relieved himself. Then the minister asked him, how happy are you now? Oh, I cannot even describe how happy I am now. I am so happy now. Then the minister said, just see now. I told you before, that when your son was born, I told him, that the, that I'm so happy that it seems I have passed stool now in the open field. So then King said, yes, what you said is true. Oh, minister, really you are worthy of my being my minister. Prime minister. So in this way, the king became relieved. Now this way, this person, he was chanting Ram Ram. While relieving himself, so he was happy. He was chanting Ram Ram in a happy way, state of mind. So why did you kick him? So even so why did you uh, neglect him, thinking he's insulting me? Because one who takes my name, then normally chants this Bhava Sindhu. See, August Rishi, what did he do? He swallowed the entire ocean by the power of the holy name. And one is chanting this name and you want to kick him. And you know that the name has so much strength potency. Because even if you do anything to him, I'll be adversely uh, affected. So I said, oh, Prabhu, I've never chanted the Naam. I've never tasted this Namras. I'm a fool. No, Prabhu, give me such strength. But see, that I'll always chant the name, make others also chant and remember names. So when Ram was leaving Ayodhya, and Ram said, no, I won't take you. And he was going to return to Ayodhya Dham. Saket. He said, no, you stay back, and you preach my holy name, my Katha. And when there's a need, then I'll take you back. Not now. Because you have to preach now. Whole life you're with me. So you have to go preach now. Now that you always stay with me and that you're always fanning me by your tail, massaging my legs, eating my remnants, taking fruits and roots, collecting fruits and roots for me, no. Go and preach now. Then in separation from Ram, Anuman became so miserable. And he went to this Kimpurush Bhavat. But he was weeping. The whole time, chanting Jai Sri Ram, Sri Ram, 
Sitaram. No, he wasn't even conscious of anything else. So when Krishna, when Ram appeared as Krishna in Dwapar Yuga, then when this Mahabharata war was about to start, then, then he called Garuda. Krishna called Garuda and he said, Oh Garuda, go. Hanuman is on Kimpurush Parvat. Go have his darshan, bring him here to Dwarka. So Garuda went to Anuman and he said, Dwarka, this is calling you. You should come now or sit on my back and take you there. And Anuman said, oh. And Garuda, he as he was flying back, because Garuda also was proud that I'm Bhagwan's carrier. And he said, oh. He was thinking, I am the Sevak. I am dear to Sri Bhagavan. There is no one greater than me. And Prabhu said, alright. And Bhagavan, he sent him. So, so you see, Hanuman was lying around. He was so much, he was suffering so much in separation from Ram. His body had become so thin. His tail, long tail was just lying on the floor. So now was just, even when he was breathing, he was chanting Jai Shri Ram very slowly. He wouldn't say anything else. He wouldn't eat, drink. When he was weeping, it seems river was flowing from his eyes. So he was suffering so much. So Garuda even, and he said, You are Hanuman. So Dharkadish is calling you. You must come now. But still, it seemed Hanuman was not listening. Garuda was singing, the entire world listens to me. But this monkey is not listening to me. Okay, let me lift him up. So by his, uh, by his legs, he caught all of his tail. Because Garuda also was very strong. I lift him up and take him to Dwarika. But still he couldn't even move one part of his body. Then he used his beak. He used his... You see... He used to carry so many big elephants also by his beak, big snakes. But he, now he could not even move his leg, tail. And then what Hanuman do? And then Hanuman by his tail, he just flicked uh, Garuda away. And Garuda came and landed in the ocean. You see, Kimpurshwar is in South India, and Dwarka is in Western part of India. And this way he was flung far into the ocean. And anyhow, he said, Prabhu, where have you sent me? Just see how he flung me into the ocean. See, I carry you, I carry the entire world on my shoulders. But I've never seen someone as strong as this monkey. He has so much strength. Just by the flick of his tail, I've come and fallen into this ocean. I used, it took me so many days to reach where he was staying. You know, I was thrown in the ocean less than a minute. He has such strength. Saying, what have you seen? I've seen that he's so thin, he's so frail. He is lying there on the ground. And he's only chanting in Shri Ram, Sita Ram. He's not also he's saying at times. And he's weeping so much rivers flowing from his two eyes, two rivers. And he said, alright. Now you go now. And continue chanting. Sita Ram, Sita Ram. You also start chanting Sita Ram. 
साथ चैटिंग कर श्री राम गोदर एंड से टेलम राम की जाए सीता राम की जाए हो देन यू सी इमीडिएटली महाराज रामचंद्र इज वेटिंग फॉर यू विद एंटायर रॉयल असेंबली सीता लक्ष्मण भरत शत्रुघ्ना गरुड़ा चैंडिंग जय श्री राम सीता राम फ्लू स्विफ्टली टू द प्लेस हनुमान वॉज हनुमान ऑल्सो नाउ हैविंग चांद राम ऑल्सो बी केम वेरी स्ट्रांग राम नाम है सो मच स्ट्रेंथ See, Ram Nam is that one, and all the other things are like zeros. Even if you have million zeros, they have no value. But if you put one in front of all these millions of zeros, then they have value. Or else, all these zeros itself, even if they're infinite, what value do they have? But if there's one, then they have value. So Ram Nam is thinking. I know. Ram Nam is saying, "Oh, just see how much strength Ram Nam has. It has infused me with so much strength." then garuda he sita ram and garuda he flew back and sita garuda he came there and he was shouting ram nam jai shri ram then hanuman he sits still and then saying oh, where have you come from saying oh, ram has sent me here where is ram no ram has come to dwarka The entire assembly of Ram is present there. This is the royal assembly. He sent you here. He has to call me. Okay. You eat something. I will bath. Eat something. And take some rest, and I'll go. I'll get ready. Put the lock on. I'll bath. He said no. You sit on my back. I'll take you there to Darika. He said there's no need. I'll go there by myself. Sanman he took a bath put the lock on and remembering ram he came to dwarka and krishna said oh rukmini satyam bring become sita satyam said i will not become sita and said oh rukmini she will not listen you become sita and rukmini became sita and she sat near krishna would become ram samba and anirudha they became shatrughna and bharat and baldev rupi became lakshman and so this ram assembly was the assembly of shri ram hanuman ke katho and it touched the lord sweet of shri ram so prabhu what is your desire what is your order he said now mahabharat is going to begin so you must always be present on this flag which is on arjuna's chariot and you must always rescue arjuna because when there will be this great war then no one will be able to say arjuna accept you at the time when they release their weapons on arjuna you must you must use your force to to press the chariot down and that way dodge all these weapons and sometimes when they use weapons you must roar loudly in such a way that they'll be so scared they drop all the weapons so hanuman said just give me the order i'll finish all of them in less than a moment like mosquitoes why all this mahabharat see ravan he had 1 lakh grandsons 1.25 sons they all died so what to speak of these kauravas they are nothing compared to ravan and still they can kill all of them just less than a woman
they don't have the strength to face me. They haven't done any austerities. They're just enjoy. This is enjoys. How long will it take to defeat them? He said, "No. Listen to me." Yes, we present on Arjuna's flag. Now let's rescue him. Said as it is your desire. So say when Hanuman met Krishna as he was writing, that time Garuda was halfway. Then Garuda asked him, where are you? He said, oh, I just met Ram in Dwarka. Then Garuda's pride was shattered. Oh, just see. By the time I'm flying back, he already met Ram and he's coming back. So then, once after the Kurukshetra war was finished, and Krishna told Arjuna, Arjuna, get down. And Arjuna said, no, Krishna, you get down. And Krishna said, you get down first. And Krishna told Arjuna, if I get down from the chariot, then you will not stay alive. Because Arjuna was thinking, I've conquered the entire world. He said, no, first you get down. Then Arjuna, he got down first. Then Krishna got down second. And as soon as Krishna got down, the ch- got off the chariot, the entire chariot was burned to ashes. The chariot was already burned to ashes. But because of Hanuman was present on his chariot, on his flag, therefore, nothing happened. And because Krishna was also there. So, therefore, Krishna told Arjuna, Hanuman was always protecting him so much. Arjuna saying, why is he glorifying this monkey so much? I am his Sakha and he doesn't even, uh, doesn't even count me as a great warrior. I fought so valiantly in this war. Then Arjuna without any idea, Krishna, he went to Hanuman. He said, oh Hanuman, he started taunting, taunting him, teasing him. He just see a Ram. To cross the ocean, he used the bears and monkeys to build a bridge. He bought stones, boulders, and after so much time, they built a bridge. How much time does a Ram have? If you tell me, I can build a bridge in less than a moment. I'll build a bridge only by my arrows. And Anwan said, Water, water you say? He said, but don't criticize my Prabhu. If you criticize my Prabhu, then I won't let you live. You cannot tolerate. See, Prabhu has given everyone the Seva Dikar. Even a squirrel accepted this Seva. Once some squirrel came, a small squirrel, it would, uh, climb up the tree and jump into the ocean and then it would jump into the ocean then it would become wet and then there would be some sand it would start tumbling in the sand rolling in the sand and then when the bridge is being built it would go there and shake off the sand from its body and again it would climb up the tree again jump into the ocean Ram was looking what is the squirrel doing and told Hanuman call this squirrel here He's always jumping into the ocean and then getting wet and then rolling in the sand and sh- then shaking the sand off its body. Or if someone steps on it, it'll die because his monkey's bears are very strong. They told Hanuman. And Hanuman told the squirrel, what are you doing? He's saying, what can I do? They're all very strong. They can lift big rocks, mountains. I'm only very small. What can I possibly do? Therefore, I thought in my mind that once I become wet in the water, and I'll roll in the sand, and you see my the hairs on my body, they have this sand sticking to them. When the bridge is being built, then if I put the sand there, then the sand can be used as glue for the stones. And this way, even the sand will make the stones very soft. Then Ram's feet will also not be pricked by these stones. So Ram said, oh, you're most fortunate. And then 
by his five fingers, he start caressing the squirrel. And so even now if you see squirrels, they have the imprints of Ram's fingers on their backs. So just even squirrel has the seva. Because Ram is walking bare feet, so there may be some pebbles there, sharp stones. So they say, according to one's Adhikar, one always serves. So Anuman said, alright, Arjuna, just see how merciful my Prabhu is. Even a squirrel, he engaged in seva. See the Jambon bears, so many, everyone they used in seva. Eagles, Garuda, vultures, Sampati, Jatayu, they all engaged in Ram's loving seva. But you are so arrogant. And he said, alright, build a bridge with your arrows. There was a big river, very broad river. Then he took a Durva grass, Arjuna, and then he made a bridge, made of only a Durva grass. Then Hanuman said, alright, this, this bridge will not tolerate even one step of mine, one foot of mine. And he said, judge Sri Ram, and he put one foot of his down. But still the bridge wasn't breaking. But then he saw there was blood flowing in the river. Then he looked down. And there he saw that, that Prabhu himself is holding the bridge on his back. And Arjuna was saying it was Krishna. And Anuman saying it was Ram who was holding the bridge. It was Ram and Krishna, not different. But the Sevaks are fighting. Therefore, Mahaprabhu said, then Amna Karibhadana is just Sarvashaktis. One who chants Bhagavan's names is empowered by all Shakti. Of the Naam. His Naam is always present with his Naam. One who chants Naam in such a way, this Premijan, must go to such Premijans and take their shelter, sit with them and chant the Holy Name, learn how to chant the Holy Name. Then, on all the Shakti spent in His name. Then you will be the Shaktiman. You will be being, being empowered by the Islam, you will not find difficult to chant any now. Or else, even if one desires on his own, still without Krishna's desire, he cannot do anything. Think, oh, I'll chant one crore naam, I'll chant hundred crore naams. He does for some days, and then after some days, he, he stops everything. No, he no longer chants even a single round. He will not, he's not able to chant this Harinam. Because it's not so easy. If a Mahabharu, he's, so that time, at that time one can be victorious. No one will be able to defeat him. One has taken shelter of the holy name, then there's no potency in this world which can defeat him. Or which can spoil him. So this way, the Naam, if one doesn't have respect towards the Naam, then even if he does everything else, but if he will not chant Hari Naam, all his Mala, then where will he get the Shakti from? How will he do Bhakti? Without this Shakti, without being empowered, one cannot do Bhakti. And without taking Shakti, where will this potency, this strength come from? Therefore, Bhagavan, he, 
Where is Bhagwan now? He is present on this Trumala hill. As Srinivas and Trupati is present on Palaji. And this way on all four sides, Hanuman is present there. People go there, they have his darshan. They see there that Ram Nam even is being reverberated everywhere. Everyone can listen to the echo. He is there chanting Ram Nam and speaking on Ram's instructions. Anyhow, they go, you have to climb the mountain and again you have to come down. There, Hanuman is present in the middle. And his name is Japani Hanuman. Japahari Hanuman means he's always chanting. Jap. And anyone who goes there, they get initiated by Hanuman himself. Means they get this ruchi for chanting Harinam. To remember Harinam. Once one king went to have darshan of Tirupati. So he asked everyone that Bhagavan's darshan auspiciousness is had by Bhagavan's darshan. But how can his mercy be had? He said, go to his Priya Bhakta. So the king said, where can I find his Priya Bhakta? Who is dear to him? Then he said, nearby there is Narayan Gadi. There you can find Bhagavan's imprints of his Lord's feet. And if you go to the more front, there is Narsimhaji's temple. And there is Papamuchani Ganga. No one knows where the Ganga is coming from. But still this flow is coming. So that one, he bathes there and becomes pure. There's Tumbul Tirta there. There the Shiv Chakur's Tambur is present there. This drum, handheld drum that Shiva is. And there Ganga Yamuna Saraswati, three streams appear there. And Shiva is sitting there in the middle and he's very happy. And you have his darshan. And then you go a little more front. Then if you go near the mountains, there you can see Jabari Hanuman. Always chanting Japa. And Hanuman, he doesn't make any sound. He just sits there. Silently. If you go sit there, then you can also listen to him chanting Jai Shri Ram. So beautiful, this Naam. If you listen to this Naam, then you are initiated. No need for anything else. Don't forget this Ram Naam. And this Ram Naam is never forgotten. And you see, even now, you see, if you go in the forest, you have to come back before four in the evening because the tigers are even now. Then they'll eat you there if you don't, if you wander late in the night. You see, so many sadhus are doing bhajan there, even though there's so many tigers there. They don't do anything to these sadhus. From the Shastras, so many glories of the Holy Name. The God God is Jokirtan. As long as one doesn't have faith, he will not listen. Like in Sinbad Bhagavatam, but so many glories of the Holy Name are described. Narad Dushi, he is going there, he is getting the mercy of all the different bhaktas. Then he went to Ayodhya. There he met Hanuman. There everyone, they caught hold of Narad Dushi, saying, we'll turn into a monkey. 
we'll also put a tail on you and then you'll also serve Ram the whole time because Ram he is only Krishna and Naraji said no I want to go to Kopal I have to go to Vraj then he said for some days in Ayodhya seeing how they all serve there then he went to Arjuna in Dwaraka and then to Dwaraka Desh he wandered everywhere then he saw the glories of the Bhaktas so many specialties Therefore, in Kalyuga, as long as one doesn't take shelter of Harinam, then all his sadhans are like zero. They have no potency, no strength. Because with influence of Kali, all of that has been stolen. These yagyas will not give any fruit. And even if you give charity, that charity will not give you fruit. They won't let you give in charity. They say, why are you giving in charity? Oh, he's giving his sin now through this charity. No, he's suffering so much, so he's making others suffer also, making them charity. He says so many bad things. I know happy also be giving in charity. Because sometimes, they will come, they will, they will eat nicely in the feast, and once their stomachs are full, they'll go, they'll steal, they'll kill. Mine's very dirty. So what is the use of feeding such people? Therefore, in Kaliga, there's no way to purify oneself. In any way except chanting Harinam. Without Harinam, there is no support. And Maharaj starts speaking about Narada's Katha. Sudhir Goswami said, Narada, she was a small boy near his mother. <coughs> so, what did the mother do? The Rishi Maharshis would come and follow Chaturmasya. So, all Rishi Maharshis. They stay together. Doing bhajan sadhan nam kirtan yigya prosarshan pujan. After the whole day, they accept some havishana in the evening. Eat once a day. So, so Narajji's mother would sweep the floor, bring kaurang patties for the cooking, bring flowers for the avashan, fruits. And Rishimashis, whatever they would eat, they would give the remnants to Narajji's mother. Narajji's mother feed her son, she would also all these remnants. When the Rishis start going away, then Narajji was a small boy. So they're all very much thinking, oh, who is this small boy? So they wanted to give him some instructions on how they always chant Ram Nam, Hari Nam. And they also gave him some mantra, and they left. No, no, the Shri, when he was, when he sat down to chant, his anik, his mother would not let him chant. She would tell him, oh, come and eat some up, come and honor some up, sir, go sleep, go to bath. So, Anna was just thinking, you don't let me meditate, chant. So, sometimes the snake bit the mother. And immediately, now the Shri left everything behind, and ran to the forest. And there he went, and started chanting, this Hari now. Yeah, Prabhu, he gave this Janki Darshan. And he said, You go preach to Guru Siddhoni name and then I'll take you on when it's your time. You can stay with me eternally. So then they say, Now she knew the Guru is the holy name. They say, Well, in Kirtan, Harinam, you see, he goes everywhere, every nook and corner of this world. He goes and gives Harinam to everyone, Narashi. Just every part of his Prabhu's creation. So they say, 
Udaipur, Nathudar, Dakor in Rajasthan, Ranachur also in Rajasthan, Dharaka, then South India. Say everywhere he established this Padpi to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But gradually these places are being dis- are disappearing now. They come and power and start their preaching. So when Maharaj went to Bangalore, there he saw. Start preaching the Harikata, Harikitan. So many people they joined his preaching mission. Maharaj also went to southern India, Sri Rangam Tirupati. And to Madurai Menakshi, Shri Kanchi, Vishnu Kanchi, into all these different pilgrimage places of South India, and all the way to Udupi on the banks of the ocean. Because Mahaprabhu has gone all over South India. This is Pradankit Bhumi. Went to Adikeshwatirunantapuram in Kerala. Therefore, the sadhus, they go everywhere, deliver everyone. This is the nature of these devotees. To always help benefit all the other living entities. Therefore, they don't just sit in one place. To do Harikirtan is means to distribute the food dust of Sri Hari's lotus feet. Distributing this naam, they empower everyone, deliver everyone. Therefore, you see, when this uh, preaching was going on in all over uh, India, and this, now we listen tomorrow. Ari, Ari, Bo.